0: Fred Ricciani, TSC, here to recap the Royal Rumble. We just had a previous live stream that completely crashed, only after 10 minutes of talking, so that's phenomenal. If you're just joining me, I'm recapping the Royal Rumble from top to bottom. Yeah, I don't know what happened in the last stream, so anybody watching live before, my apologies, that's never happened before, at least not in like five, six years. Maybe they didn't like the fact that I was complaining about the men's Rumble finish, but... Let's just get right to it, shall we? So we had Edge. That's right. Edge in 2021 win the men's Rumble match. And I got to say, while I was a huge Edge fan growing up, while I think he looked in phenomenal shape at age 47, while I thought there was nothing wrong with his performance whatsoever in this match, I think he's a great promo, it's 2021. We are long past the expiration date the, the starting point, whatever the case may be, whatever you want to call it, of WWE having to make new stars and halting this whole thing where you prop up the, the part-time guys. I'm not one of those people that cries on the internet and disrespects the legends. I don't like to disrespect legends. I think legends are great, especially when you could use them you know, in, in the right situations. Like I thought Goldberg was perfectly fine facing Drew McIntyre tonight. But, like man, you look at the Women's Royal Rumble and you have... Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, who is freaking awesome. She won the Women's Royal Rumble, last eliminating Rhea Ripley. That's great. That's great. I'm perfectly fine with that. That, That's more than fine with me. However, on the men's side, yet edge winning, last eliminating Randy Orton. In two... 2021. Oh, man. Crazy. Crazy. Some people are asking about the live stream. All good? Yeah, we're all good. I don't know what happened there. Um, I, if you don't know any new viewers, I'm based in the Northeast. I'm based in New Jersey. And we also broadcast in New York. And the New York, New Jersey area has been getting nonstop snow for the last 24 hours. And it's supposed to continue until Monday and Tuesday. Into Wednesday, possibly. So, maybe the, the snow and uh, a potential... Power issue uh, doing some weirdness here, but thankfully we're back up, but who knows? Maybe it's The Fiend. On my previous stream that crashed, I was like, hey, well, I'm not a fan of Edge winning. At least The Fiend wasn't in it, and then, of course, I jinxed myself, and The Fiend did some hocus pocus, so thank you, Bray Wyatt, for that instant karma. So I guess we'll start at the top here with the Men's Royal Rumble match. We'll go over who got eliminated, who won, yada yada, and then we'll make our way down as well. But the big news you all need to know as you're tuning in at the beginning is that Bianca Belair is your Women's Royal Rumble winner and Edge, at age 47, ran the table at number one. He is your Men's Royal Rumble winner, all right? So let's, uh, let, let, let's start this. This is interesting. So we started off with Edge and Randy Orton, who both lasted 58 minutes and 30 seconds, sort of. Sort of. I say sort of uh, because Randy Orton was quote-unquote injured by Edge and had to be helped to the back. So he was in the back backstage most of the time. Edge, who's older than Randy Orton, again, at 47 years young, uh, was in this match for nearly an hour. We then had Sami Zayn at number three. He was uh, eventually eliminated by uh, Big E. We had uh, Mustafa Ali. He was also eventually eliminated by Big E. Jeff Hardy. Then Dolph Ziggler, who eliminated Jeff Hardy. Then we had the big red Republican Kane, aka Glenn Jacobs, aka Anti Mask. Unless I'm wearing it in the ring, which makes absolutely no sense. aka the insurrectionist douchebag's supporter who hasn't skipped a meal lately. He inexplicably eliminated Dolph Ziggler. Uh, he he eliminated Ricochet. I yeah I I don't get that. And actually, I'm kind of out of order here, but whatever. I'm, I'm ticked off about Kane. So we had Dolph Ziggler next. He was eventually eliminated by Kane. Then Shinsuke Nakamura, who was eliminated by Baron Corbin. Uh, Carlito appeared at number eight. He w- he looked great. He looked like he literally fused with Epico and Primo, kind of like uh, Goten and Trunks and Dragon Ball Z. He looked jacked. They need to offer him a, like a five year deal right now. Uh, we had Xavier Woods. We had Biggie next then John Morrison, then Ricochet, then Elias, Damian Priest, The Miz, Riddle, Daniel Bryan, Kane at number 18, King Corbin, Otis, Dominic Mysterio at 21, Bobby Lashley at 22, Hurricane Helms again at 23. My favorite moment of the men's rumble, which was just, man, I got got a little emotional. I'm not going to lie. As a longtime Christian fan, Christian made His return at 24, and he hugged Edge, and it was just a beautiful moment, and he looked great. And I think he's also like 47 years old, just fantastic shape, medically cleared, just beautiful, just beautiful moment. AJ Styles was at 25, then Rey Mysterio, who was sponsored by something called Victoria Beer, and... Michael Cole, as Rey Mysterio was running wild, was saying, Rey Mysterio, sponsored by Victoria Beer. Victoria Beer, blah, blah, blah. And he's doing this horrible uh, rehearsed sponsorship read in the middle of this action. Like, even UFC picks their spots in real-time action, and UFC's not predetermined. It's a real sport. And they're able to get their sponsorship reads when there's no action. <laughs> but somehow, Daddy B has to just spit it all out. Awkward. Then we had Sheamus. Then Cesaro at number twenty-eight. Seth Rollins made his return at twenty-nine as a heel, and then Braun the Strowman at number thirty. Uh, by the way, Rey Mysterio was eliminated before uh, he could confront Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, uh, I'm sorry, Rey Mysterio magically grew his eye back. So I, I guess that's what Victoria Beer does for you. It, it makes you grow your eye back, which is uh, freaking awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm I'm down with that. Okay, let's see what else we got here. So let's go through the actual eliminations. I got them right over here. So we had uh, Ziggler eliminate Jeff Hardy, Biggie eliminate Sami Zayn, uh, Ali eliminate Xavier Woods, Biggie eliminate Ali, Elias eliminated Carlito, Damian Priest eliminated Elias and Miz, and Morrison. He looked great. Uh, Kane eliminated Ziggler and Ricochet. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really care so much about Ricochet um, because, you know, it's an anti mask versus anti mask crime, but I don't, I don't know. I guess I would have rather seen Ricochet uh, eliminate him. Damian Priest did us all a favor and eliminated Kane. Uh, we did have a, a brief uh, Team Hell No reunion where he did the hug, so uh, that was cool. Although Daniel Bryan's got to be careful. Kane might be a, a super spreader. Uh, Baron Corbin eliminated Nakamura. That was BS. Corbin eliminated Otis in like a minute. Poor Otis. He went from being like Vince McMahon's crown jewel to just a, a geek now. Uh, Dominic Mysterio eliminated Baron Corbin. That was cool. Lashley came in, destroyed Dominic Mysterio, eliminated him, eliminated Priest. Uh, Hurricane Helms tried to choke slam Lashley and Biggie. He eliminated, and then uh, he was eliminated by both of them. Biggie, Riddle, Bryan, and Edge all eliminated Bobby Lashley. Uh, by the way. I'm going to clarify something here too on on Twitter because some people are like, well, why were you not a fan of Riddle lasting so long in the match or even being in the match? Whether a guy is innocent or guilty or not, and I'm not saying he shouldn't have at least been in the match. You know, if you recall, he's still getting sued by a woman who is claiming she was sexually assaulted by him. This is one of your more popular pay-per-views. Maybe... I'm not saying don't put him in the rumble. Maybe don't have him last until the end. That's all I'm saying. If you didn't have that kind of baggage, for lack of a better term, would I have him deeper in the rumble? Yeah, I'd probably be booking him a lot better than what Dedeby's doing right now with them, which is making him kind of like a comedy guy for the most part. Um, but, you know, it's weird for a company that's in the public relations business. Uh, they've seemed to be YOLO on, on public relations over the last uh, year, really since the pandemic began and, uh, you know, even before then with the whole uh, Saudi situation. But that's another podcast for another day. Just wanted to clarify that for anybody that was asking me why I had any issues there. Also, too, you know, if we're keeping it real as well, like, Riddle hasn't been booked all that well anyway. So why do you last longer than Big E? Yeah, I don't understand that. We had Big E eliminated by Omos, or Omas, Omas, the, the giant dude that uh, bodyguards AJ Styles. Even though he's not in the match, he did it on behalf of AJ. Then Mysterio was eliminated by Omos. And then Strowman at number 30 eliminated Cesaro. Ugh. Eliminated Sheamus. Ugh. Eliminated Styles. Ugh. Rollins eliminated Bryan. Ugh. Rollins also eliminated Riddle, who ironically enough pissed off Rollins for the longest time. Um, because one, Riddle just doesn't know when to stop yapping. I'm all for guys calling their own shots in the media and stuff if you want to have a match, but there's some ways to do it, right? Also, a couple years ago, his wife, for some strange reason, was on social media on Instagram and critiquing Deddy B women's wrestlers' bodies, including Becky Lynch's. And I'm not saying that's the main reason Seth was like, I don't want to work with this guy, but for a while, Seth was publicly like, I ain't working with this guy. So... Kind of ironic that not only did they work together, but he uh, eliminated him. Uh, Rollins eliminated Strowman. Rollins eliminated Christian. Edge eliminated Rollins. And then Orton snuck up behind Edge, hit an RKO, uh, tried to eliminate him. And I was thinking, oh, God, we're going to get Randy Orton having a third Royal Rumble win. And instead, it was Edge. So, nice surprise. I want to say it's a great surprise. Nice surprise. Uh, Look, Edge is at least the big star. He carries himself like a star. He's going to have a great match with whoever, and he cuts money in promos. But again, on the men's side of things, they are desperate, desperate for a rising young star. And please do not tell me, Bray Wyatt. Uh, you know, Fiend, he, he looks cool. There's some cool stuff. Uh, but, the, man, that, the, the, so, there's been so much wackiness with the Fiend since Hell in a Cell. Uh, 20, I think it might have been 2019. Um, time is a flat circle with this pandemic. Whenever that, that Hell in a Cell match was with, with Seth Rollins, I guess it was 2019. Ever since then, I'm just like, I'm over this guy, man. Like, he's just... When's the last time he's had a good match? Seriously. I mean, maybe a good match with Brian. When's the last time he's had, like, a great match? I think Bray Wyatt's capable of still having a great match. But with this current gimmick, which he has a lot of creative input in, man... leaves a lot to be desired. So I I don't think he's the answer here. Um, Somebody said, what would you have thought if John Cena won the match? You know, I'll say this. If they didn't do Roman Reigns versus John Cena at a random No Mercy pay-per-view a few years ago, I actually would have been cool with that because that would have been a legitimate dream match. But because they just threw that match away like two years ago, not even on a big four pay-per-view... You know, no, nah, I, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I guess you could have done it if you want Cena to put over Drew McIntyre, but uh, I think Edge would give him a better match at this stage. And, you know, Edge is clearly, a, you know, still training like a full-time wrestler. Cena's in great shape, but, you know, I, I think his sights right now are pretty much on acting, and rightfully so. He's he's doing a great job, as is Edge. So, overall, a decent, I don't say decent, I'd say a good men's Royal Rumble, but just a little all over the place, some of the usual tropes. And I, I just think really, it's not that edge is a bad winner. It's just that there were a lot of missed opportunities. I mean, even Bobby Lashley winning. I know Bobby Lashley's not a young guy, but he looks great for his age. Uh, I mean, that dude doesn't age at all. Like, I think even Bobby Lashley would have been good. And you do Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley again. Uh, I, I, you seriously? I got, I, I would do that. I don't know. I think you just have a lot of, a lot of opportunities there. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's again, he's not a terrible winner. Uh, but, he, but he's not the best winner. So anyway, we, we started out the show with the pre-show, the kickoff, where Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeated Charlotte Flair and Asuka to regain the women's tag team titles. That wasn't bad at all. We also had in the opener Goldberg... Versus drew McIntyre, and those guys start out at a feverish pace. They brawled on the outside, and they drew McIntyre got speared through the barricade. I, I love Goldberg, um, but everything just kind of seemed a little more slow motion than the last time uh, that he was in the ring and you know, look, let's keep it real. Goldberg's an, an older guy now, you know he's he's a, he's an older he's an older dude. And, uh, you know, he, he definitely seemed a little winded. There was a jackhammer he did that did not look like a jackhammer. It was really rough. Uh, it looked more like a hammer as opposed to a jackhammer. But he did not end up getting him up. And uh, a lot of near falls, short and sweet, clamor kick, uh, kick out, uh, dramatic tire eventually get another one, got the win. Other than poor Goldberg looking just completely winded at the end, and other than the, the jackhammer that almost didn't end well. Uh Goldberg and Drew McIntyre had a fun five-minute match. I mean, maybe not fun for Goldberg. And afterwards, Goldberg was just... I mean, the guy looked like he was going to collapse. I and mean, he practically was. He was taking a knee at the entrance ramp. Now, you could say maybe it's uh, he's selling or whatever, but I, I'm sorry. I've seen Goldberg sell a few times. I've never seen him take a knee. <laughs> uh, so, man, there was a part of me that almost thought maybe he's in the rumble. Maybe he's selling so much to make you think he's... He's, uh, you know, going to come back later for the Rumble, but no, he just he went to the back and hopefully got some oxygen and hopefully he's okay. I'm assuming he is, but damn, like I get it. You're in your early mid fifties and Vince McMahon's offering you millions of dollars to wrestle a couple matches a year. I would do the same damn thing if I was Bill Goldberg and looked like Bill Goldberg, but ew, I don't know. I don't know. You you really are uh, playing with fire a little bit. Put it the older some of these guys get. And the more often you put him in the ring, you know you're playing with fire. I mean, they're really lucky in recent years, like that the Undertaker didn't. I mean, ser- seriously, like Undertaker had a severe concussion like seven years ago at WrestleMania and continued that match. I mean, he could have had a brain hemorrhage or something, something crazy. I mean, he got dropped on his head against Goldberg, ironically enough, uh, in that match uh, at Crown, I think it was Crown Jewel, and I, I think Goldberg got injured in that match too. I mean, we saw the. Uh, Ironically enough, another Saudi Arabian match. We had a uh, DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. A couple of the guys got injured there. Like, you know, you you could only play with fire and idiot proof. Re- I hate to say idiot proof, but idiot proof wrestling matches so much. You know, with, with some of these guys, man, especially when they're used to compete at a high level, at a hard hitting level. So, uh, I, I guess crisis averted, mission accomplished. Drew McIntyre got put over by the big star. Goldberg got paid. And again, Goldberg worked really hard, wasn't lazy at all. Just look, man, Father Time catches up with everybody unless your name is Tom Brady. We then had Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Uh, really good match. Uh, I kind of like their first match better, but this was still really good. And you know, no surprise, Carmella has her best matches of her career with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks got the win with the bank statement. Uh, Reginald is hilarious and actually, uh, does work for Cirque du Soleil or Soleil or whatever you want to call it. So he actually is an acrobat. That's kind of cool. And he was perfectly fine in this role. Uh, bad bunny came out and performed Booker T with Booker T on the stage. That was great. Uh, I did enjoy that. Uh, bad Bunny's a man. I, I'm not taking it. A- Leon St. Giovanni. I ain't taking any bad bunny slander. So, so get, get that out of here, man. You're my boy, but get, get that out of here okay we had so we had the great bad bunny performance then we had the fantastic women's Royal Rumble legit one of the best royal rumbles I've ever seen uh you know the the goat Royal Rumble is still I think 1992 but this was a really good one I mean great one only thing I really didn't like was that in the middle of the match when Alicia Fox came in there was some 24 seven you know title bs that was kind of annoying I it was just kind of annoying. I don't know. I, I not the biggest fan of it, although it was a cool little moment when Alicia Fox briefly became the twenty four seven champion. Although Peter Rosenberg later in the show won the twenty four seven title. Okay. All right. I look. I met Peter Rosenberg years ago at some indies. Nice guy. I. I'm just not feeling. I've just never really felt him on WWE TV. And, and 24-7 champion, eh, okay. Unless our truth regained it, I don't know. Whatever. Weird. Anyway, anyway. So, yeah, this was a one hell of a, a Royal Rumble match. I mean, really good stuff. We also had returns of Naomi and Lana. What was really, 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 really freaking cool was when I, my old faves, Victoria, appeared as well. Great shape and... You know, I talked about Edge being uh, 47, looking phenomenal. Victoria, Tara, Lisa Marie Verone, whatever you want to call her, 49 years old. How? How, Sway? Looking phenomenal. Phenomenal. So we had uh, Bailey and Naomi start, followed by Bianca, uh, then Billy Kay, Shotzi Blackheart, Shayna Baszler, Tony Storm, Jillian Hall, who was hilarious and was singing and formed a partnership with Billy Kay, who before Jillian came out was trying to. Billy Kay was not the biggest fan of the iconics, at least them being booked as serious wrestlers, because let's keep it real. I mean, they've they're much better at comedy, especially Billy Kay. Uh, but Billy Kay has absolutely hit a home run on SmackDown with her current character, he, introducing her resume and her portfolio and trying to find a, a new friend and just she, she is great. She is perfectly fine in this role, and she just kept getting attacked or punched in the face or getting scared by uh, by Shotzi's tank. And eventually, eventually, her and Jillian formed an alliance. So that was funny. Victor, oh, actually, Ruby Riot came out next at number nine. Then Victoria, finally, she should have been on the Evolution pay per view. It was absolutely a crime she wasn't. Uh, then Payne Royce, they did a brief uh, Iconics reunion. Santana Garrett at number twelve. Mm, Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's fi- perfectly fine in the match. She's been a she's been around a long time, talented performer, and, and everything. I do think there's definitely been some women in NXT that have really kind of outshined her, though. Maybe it's just the booking or whatever. But I'm thinking like Raquel could have been awesome in in this spot right here, or you know Io Shirai. But hey, wh- whatever, whatever. Bottom line is they have a deep, deep roster of women. Uh, Liv Morgan, number 13. Rhea Ripley, number 14. Charlotte, number 15. Then Dana Brooke. Then Tori Wilson. Then Lacey Evans, who came out with Ric Flair in Ric Flair's robe, or I guess Charlotte's robe. Then Mickey James, who looked awesome. Nikki Cross, who has some weird new theme music that's way too upbeat for Nikki Cross. Then Alicia Fox. Then Mandy Rose. Then Dakota Kai. Uh, Dakota Kai, by the way, of NXT. Carmella, Tamina, who, what, I guess, got the number 25 slot in a match with Natalia on WWE Backstage, which I didn't even know was still around, on Saturday night. He must as well have done the match on Bite This or Livewire. Uh, then it was Lana who returned. Then Alexa Bliss. Then Ember Moon. Then Nia Jax. And then number 30... Who beat Tamina to get the last spot was. And I got love for this woman, but come on, man. Natalia Natalia, number 30. Very anticlimactic. I thought she was getting an R-Truth, but no. So Shotzi. There were a lot of women in the ring. Uh, you know, before there was elimination. Uh Shotzi got eliminated by Shayna. Billy Kay eliminated Jillian Hall. Liv Morgan eliminated Billy K. Rhea Ripley eliminated Tony Storm, her NXT rival. Shayna Baszler eliminated Victoria. Ripley eliminated Santana Garrett, Bailey eliminated Ruby Riot, Peyton Royce eliminated Liv Morgan. I really feel like there's some untapped potential with Liv Morgan. I'm not saying she's like the best wrestler, but she's got a personality and she's clearly got a real passion for his business and she's got a real like big online following and is really well liked backstage. Also, she's from my other hometown of Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Shout out to her. 16th Avenue school represent, but I don't know. I feel like they could just do a lot more with, with, with this gal. And they just, I don't know. They keep cutting out the legs from underneath her. The original gimmick Paul Heyman had her do was kind of weird. Uh, but I don't know. I think she's got real potential. And they just keep cutting the legs out from underneath her. Mandy Rose, too, by the way. I thought If you told me five years ago, Mandy Rose wouldn't be a huge top star by now, I'd say you're crazy. And Mandy Rose isn't a huge top star now. So that, that's kind of weird, too. So anyway, Liv Morgan eliminated by Peyton Royce. Rhea Ripley eliminated Dana Brooke. Charlotte eliminated Peyton Royce. Shayna eliminated Tori Wilson. Bianca eliminated Bailey, which Kevin Dunn, I mean Kevin Dunn, the worst director in all of live TV, completely missed the elimination. Just like he missed the spear last year with Edge. Edge's first spear in nine years. And then this year, I think they eliminated, I mean, they missed a couple eliminations, including this one. And they missed the edge, spearing a guy. I don't man. I don't know. Some some dudes just fail upwards. It's amazing. Anyway. Where was I? So yeah, Bianca Belair eliminated Bailey. Mandy Rose eliminated Alicia Fox. Uh Alicia Fox, by the way, when she did come in, R-Truth was just chasing her. Or, or no, being chased by the, the geeks. And then she rolled up R Truth for the win. Then she got eliminated. R Truth pinned her. Uh, Mickey James was eliminated by Lacey Evans. Boo. Rhea Ripley eliminated Dakota Kai and Mandy Rose. Carmella eliminated Nikki Cross. Reginald tried to catch Carmella, uh, but uh, dropped her uh, because he was attacked by, I believe, Tamina. Ripley eliminated Alexa Bliss, who started to no-sell, and they had the weird sound effects, and people thought she was going to do the exorcist thing, but they eliminated her before that she could do that. Have I mentioned I'm sick of The Fiend? And all this stupid hocus pocus stuff. And before people say, well, The Undertaker and K- the," I'm not a fan of Glenn Jacobs these days. But The Undertaker and M- M- Undertaker these days, he's kind of embarrassing himself in some of these media interviews. But The Undertaker and Kane in their primes were some of the scariest people imaginable to teens and little kids like myself back in the day. All right? Bray Wyatt ain't that. Sorry, he's not. He's not. Plus, it's 2021. A lot of people can see through this stuff. Come on, man. Undertaker and Prime Kane were like super protected, too. Anyway. So, yeah, Alexa Bliss got eliminated. Shayna eliminated Lacey Evans. Nia Jax eliminated Ember Moon. Naomi was eliminated by Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. I thought Naomi should have uh, been in like maybe the final four or something. You know, her her Royal Rumble video last year, her entrance went viral. You know, and she's, she's a much bigger star than she's ever given credit for. But it is what it is. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax eliminated Tamina. Nia Jax eliminated Shayna Baszler. Lana eliminated Nia Jax. Natalya eliminated Lana. Bianca eliminated Natalya. Bianca el- then, okay. Bianca eliminated Natalya. And then we had Bianca and Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Bianca and Ripley eliminated Charlotte Flair. And then we had a phenomenal last exchange between Ripley and Belair. Belair eliminated Ripley. She cried. There was fireworks, Pyro, uh, Kayla Braxton interviewed Bianca Belair. And God bless Kayla. She's a talented broadcaster. But whatever dialogue they they gave her tonight was just, I mean, it was it was wooden. It was as wooden as this freaking desk. But you know, Bianca Belair cut this beautiful promo, and she's crying, and we're real tears. And she said, Mom, Dad, my husband Tez, I did it. I'm going to WrestleMania. Just beautiful. A star is born in Bianca Belair. That is how you make a star. I never understand why they don't do this with the Men's Royal Rumble. It's not that hard. Put a young guy on the rise, or maybe somebody that's been around a while that you want to take to the next level, and just have him win the Royal Rumble. It's great that a guy like Damian Priest got a lot of illuminations and Big E got some shine too. That's fine. That's cool. But you have, if you have a chance to go all, w- all the way, why not? You got fixed TV deals that are paying you billions for the next five years. You can take the damn risk. But such is life. At least they hit a home run with the Women's Royal Rumble. And then we had Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Last man standing match. This match was fan-freaking-tastic. Really crazy, too. I mean, just really crazy stuff here. Kevin Owens did a flying senton on Reigns off of a forklift. I mean, there were just a bunch of crazy spots, a bunch of crazy bumps here. Really, like, I don't know. these, These guys killed each other. I don't know what you want me to say. These guys just busted each other's asses. This is one of the... There, there was also a, a frog splash as well that Kevin Owens did through a table off of a bunch of boxes. The forklift spot was was absolutely insane. The Swan the Swanton bomb. Uh, Roman Reigns threw Kevin Owens uh, through some of the screens as well, uh, speared him through the stage. Excellent match. Excellent match. Finish came it was a little confusing. There was a lot going on. So, if I recall this correctly, Roman and Kevin Owens were handcuffed together. And the referee was counting, and I guess uh, they couldn't get the cuffs off in time. So uh, the referee just stopped counting. He made an executive decision, but hey, you got to do that sometimes. Awkward finish. Uh, and Then Roman choked him out and ended up being the last man standing. I guess the right guy won. I mean, I love Roman Reigns and his character. The only thing is Kevin Owens, the supposed top babyface, is now 0-3 against Roman Reigns in title matches. I think this would have been perfectly fine for Kevin Owens to win the title without pinning or submitting Roman. And then you could just do a title switch in the next pay per view, but at least give the babyface some shine because, again, 0 3. But, you know, if you, if you kind of want to be, uh, you know, giving Roman Reigns that monster push, if he's supposed to be, you know, the, the guy, the, the dominant dude, the LeBron James, I mean, there you go. There's a lot of dudes that are 0 3 against LeBron. Makes sense, I guess, for for, uh, Kevin Owens to be 0-3 against the LeBron of WWE, and that's uh, Roman Reigns. So that made sense. And then we had the Royal Rumble. So overall, I got to give this Royal Rumble a thumbs up. Again, even if I don't like the edge finish too much, uh, the really, really entertaining pay-per-view. Honestly, I'd say every pay-per-view since that stupid Extreme Rules show, other than the ending of TLC where they lit Bray Wyatt on fire, which is dumb as hell they've had a string of real, and actually Survivor Series was kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. Survivor Series was kind of boring. Other than Survivor Series and the ending of TLC, they've had a really good to great string of Deadly Pay-Per-Views. And it just, it boggles my mind, Like, how is this the company that also books Raw? How is this the company that that at least books a pretty decent to good SmackDown, sometimes great, and a horrible Raw? How's this the same company that books the Women's Royal Rumble to perfection and the Men's Royal Rumble to, uh, to malaise? I don't know. I can't explain it, but thumbs up. And if you're somebody like me that doesn't watch a lot of the TV anymore, other than some clips here and there and some matches you need to catch, uh, but catches the pay-per-views all the time, I think, honestly, that's a good way to go because Raw is a chore. Although, in theory... Should get better at WrestleMania season, uh, but we shall see. So let's go to some of the comments here. Do you think Christian is coming back part time? I'd like that, but I don't need to see him wrestling like every week or anything. I mean, part time, if you mean like once every few months, sure, that'd be cool. Mr. Loki said Edge is a cool winner because it's better than Goldberg. I mean, that's a low bar, though. Mr. Racer will WrestleMania have a crowd? I be, it's believed WrestleMania will have at least a little bit of a crowd. They're running in Raymond James Stadium. For those that don't know, I covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who play at Raymond James Stadium, and they've had I think like up to like eleven thousand fans at one point, maybe more at this point. Obviously a bit spread out, spread out as Florida wants because you know Florida's COVIDville. And uh, yeah, I mean they've been relatively successful with that, so I don't see why they wouldn't do the same thing with WrestleMania for those two nights. Um, You know, I I think they'll get a decent number of people uh, to go. I mean, granted, we don't know what's going to happen in a few months, but uh, it seems like whatever travel restrictions are are coming forth and ongoing now are really more like limited to international, you know, flyovers as opposed to, you know, within the States. So if you're looking to go to Florida, uh, be my guest. Just, just, just stay safe. I'd probably drive there if if you can. Okay. So glad Edge won the Royal Rumble. Uh, please don't let the fans be mad that the part timer won, won the Royal Rumble. Uh, well, Lara, I mean, I'm not mad at it. It's just, you know, I th- I just think they really they had an opportunity to do something better. You know what I mean? That's all, that's all I'm saying. Edge versus Reigns would be the better story. At WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm disappointed at Daniel Bryan or for Daniel Bryan, but it does make sense. Spear versus Spear. The promos will be great as well. Yeah, I think that makes some more sense. Um, as for Drew McIntyre, honestly, I have a feeling Deadly B really has no idea what they want to do for at least some of WrestleMania. I think they have a better idea now, but I have a feeling they didn't have a concrete idea on action until Sunday night, or Sunday. Okay. I'm go- I'm surprised The Fiend didn't show. Same thing, Nate the Snake. I think eventually Kevin Owens beats Reigns for the Universal title. I mean, he's already 0-3, but maybe, you know, maybe he puts his career on the line. I guess he could do that. Miz and Morrison versus Damien Priest and Bad Bunny. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Bad Bunny had a conversation with Miz and Morrison backstage. And then during the Rumble, Bad Bunny distracted Miz and Morrison. Priest eliminated them. And then Bad Bunny hit a crossbody that was way better than, than uh, Snoop Dogg's uh, splash on AEW. Although Bad Bunny's a lot younger than Snoop Dogg. Uh, that was awesome. Okay. Oh, my God. Tori L- Wilson has an aged one bit. No, she's... she's- Doing all right. Uh, Let's see. A Tennessean one that makes me happy. Oh, yeah, Bianca Belair. That's right. Where was Keith Lee? Uh, Well, uh, Mia Yim, his real-life girlfriend, a.k.a. Reckoning, I think her name is, and Retribution, poor gal got COVID. Uh, She revealed it on social media. I'm sure Deadly B was probably like, oh, my God, she revealed she had COVID. Because other than Drew McIntyre, they never reveal who actually has COVID. They don't even like saying that word. You know they like ignoring reality because that's who Vince McMahon is, a scumbag. Um, but anyway, she publicly announced on social media she has COVID. Best wishes to her. So it probably means uh, Keith Lee's at least quarantining because he, of course, is her boyfriend, and I'm assuming they live together. So best wishes to both of them. Okay. No. Oh, okay. No. Owen's got cuffed to Roman something, and they couldn't get up. Once Owen's got up, the referee just stopped count. The count. Roman would have lost like the count by the thirty by the time the cuffs are off. Okay. Where's Jay Uso? Good, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Definitely some logicals there. I agree with that. Def, definitely some logicals there. Scott Anderson ha- says, uh, people are really hating on Edge, though. I mean, I'm not hating. I know you're not referring to me. I'm not hating. Um, but I do think, again, if you have the opportunity to do something better, you. I mean, I don't know. Well, We know what Vince McMahon likes to do During down periods in the business. Maybe not down periods for the actual money he's getting. But down periods in terms of interest. He likes going with the old reliables. And he likes going for big guys. Right? So. This is a very Vince McMahon move. Uh, Again. Edge. In terms of match quality. Promo quality. Especially if he's not going to have another. Stupid stipulation match. Right? I think he'll be perfectly fine. I think actually it'll be great. Like I didn't like his Wrestlemania match last year. Because it's just. There's no need. There's no need for a last man standing match. I went way too long. And uh, you know, I liked his other match with Orton, the one where he actually got injured and you know, much better. That was a fantastic match. So I think Edge will be fine. Like he'll 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 have a great match, barring injuries and everything else. And he'll he, he I mean, we saw in Raw, the guy can still cut a great promo. I mean, it's almost like he's an actor or something. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think he'll be great. Uh, as far as Roman, I mean look, Roman can have a great match for anybody. If it's Brian great, I don't know, I don't know what if, if Edge does go to SmackDown, which by the way was his original home back in the day, or you know or at least the brand he was synonymous with back in the day, who do you put Drew with? Hmm? I don't know. it's gonna it'll be interesting. you know, you know what I'm actually kind of surprised that Brock Lesnar didn't return. A little surprised by that. And I do think Deddy B could still bring him back because even though they're not going to be selling a lot of tickets to WrestleMania, they still got to sell two nights worth of limited tickets to WrestleMania. And maybe they think Edge is that top guy that can put the asses in the seats. Uh, and look, maybe the WrestleMania name will just bring those fans in. But in case they, they want to you know, make sure they, they really have some asses in the seats, maybe bring back Brock Lesnar. You know, it wouldn't make sense from a storyline standpoint. You don't have to have him win, kids. Don't panic. But you could bring back Brock Lesnar, and do Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman in the corner, and you don't know which way Paul Heyman's going to lean. I mean, you could do you could do that. You know, it w- it would make sense. I'm just I'm just saying. It, it would make sense. Even Drew McIntyre versus Brock in front of an actual crowd would make sense. Um, and Brock Lesnar is younger than a lot of these other guys that are quote-unquote part-timers and was pretty active last year. So you could do that too, but we'll see. We'll see. Brock does have a, a very high price tag, though. But then again, they also just got paid another billion dollars to fail upwards so they could afford Brock. But you know, I understand why some people wouldn't want him in. Okay, Roman was, handc- okay, Roman was handcuffed to the light pole and ref got to a nine count and then Reigns pulled the ref into the pole and knocked the ref out so he can. Not continue to count. Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah, a lot going on. Will Roman rematch Kevin? Of I guess they could always do it. I mean, they like they like to they never like to end feuds. They like to beat him to the ground. So sure. I mean Roman. I mean what Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre are like what four or five matches before they ended that feud. So yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Um, Surprised either Jimmy or Jay got involved in the match. I agree. I need Edge and Christian versus Reigns and Jay Uso. That'd be fantastic. Drew versus Sheamus or Drew versus Cena. I actually would like to see Drew versus Sheamus because, you know, you don't just have to bring in a top guy, a, a former top guy, or a past top guy and put him against Drew. You can, you know, do the tried old tale of his best friend turning on him and do that as a blood feud for WrestleMania and they'd have a great match. But, you know, Sheamus is also a guy who's forty three, been around a long time. I happen to like Sheamus a lot, but. You know, I, I do concede that Edge or Cena is, is the sexier pick there. Charlotte has been awful since her return and is no-selling like crazy. You know, I'm not going to beat her up too much on the no-selling because I do think that that's probably being told to her by somebody backstage. Her matches have been sloppy, though. I'm not going to totally blame her uh, because, you know, she had a natural selection spot where uh, I think Peyton Royce screwed it up. Lacey Evans, I think, screwed one up. Her timing's definitely been off. She she, she it goes both ways. She's had some bad luck with, with, with some of these spots, but she also hasn't looked great either. Uh, you know, still athletic, you know, physically looks fine. I'm not talking about like physically. I'm just saying as far as like just the spots and the coordination, like there's something there's something off. But it's WrestleMania season and you know, she usually kicks it up a notch WrestleMania season. I think she'll eventually get back in gear. Who knows? Who knows though? Maybe she'll keep slumping, but we'll see. John Cena needs to win the IC title. I don't think he needs to win the IC title. Um, although, you know, you could do John Cena versus Bobby Lashley. I guess that'd be kind of fun. They had a great match, Jeez, 14 years ago at Great American Bash 2007. A forgotten great match. Uh, if you're on the network, go back and watch that. Great, great match. So, yeah, anyway, overall, a, a hell of a Royal Rumble. Diddyby, if you don't know, is getting paid a billion dollars to transfer everything from Diddyby Network to Peacock for the next five years. Uh, For anybody that's an existing subscriber, you could pay $5 a month with ads on Peacock and get, and this is for just the States, by the way, and you can get NBC Universal content like The Office, which is one of my all-time favorite shows, along with Diddyby content for $5 a month, or if you pay $10 a month. You get an ad-free experience on Peacock, which is, if you don't already know, NBC Universal. their logo is Peacock. Streaming service is called Peacock. For $10 a month, you get an ad-free experience. So, yeah, I mean, not not bad. Not a bad deal for the fans. Although I do think from a creative perspective, this does hurt the fans because there's now less incentive for WWE to necessarily try to make uh, a new star because they'll say, well, we got a billion dollars. You know, it's, it, it's easier for Vince McMahon to go with an edge than it is to go with, say, uh, you know, a, a Big E right now. But whatever. At, at least we got, we got one. We got Bianca Belair, okay? We got a star in the making in Bianca Belair. She's publicly called her shot. She wants Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. Uh, she thinks it'd be an important event in wrestling history, in black history. I think it'd be a beautiful moment. It'd be a great match, a historic match. Uh, you know, I, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. Very inspiring match. And yeah, I mean, two women with with girlhood dreams and, and headlining WrestleMania, especially as the main event. Whew, can't get any better than that. So yeah, and plus, I think Sasha Banks was like the wrestler of the year last year. So shout out to her. All right, um, let's see one more. We'll take one more question here. What's your wild prediction for 2021 in WWE? My wild prediction for 2021... Oh, okay. That's tough. That is tough. That is tough. Wild prediction. Wild prediction. You know what? I am going to say. I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know if there's any wild prediction. I want Bianca Belair to win the the title. I don't think it's really a wild prediction or anything like that. Uh, if I have to go out on a limb, you know what? I'm going to say that WWE. Will be in the process of getting purchased. They might already be now. It'll make it complicated because of the Fox deal. I think NBC Universal might as well buy them since they're already spending so much money on them. Uh, but I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna say by the end of the year, uh, they're at least le- at le- yeah, they're gonna at least be offers. There are going to at least be offers to buy WWE. What that means for Fox deal, I don't know. I you know what? I'll, I'll say another thing. Maybe NXT will move to Peacock. And they'll save face with NXT getting slaughtered in the ratings by AEW by saying, oh, now with Peacock, you also get NXT. Those are my uh, predictions. And you you know what? One more run for uh, for Carlito, uh, according to JB. There you go. Cool. All right. Anyway, folks, if you enjoyed this review, thank you so much. Please like, share. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications for more updates like this. If you love football as well, it's Super Bowl week, and I'll be virtually covering the Super Bowl. Yes, that's right. For the first time, we're virtually going to be covering uh, the Super Bowl, so we'll have plenty of press conferences interviews. As far as wrestling goes, we'll definitely keep you posted on the road to WrestleMania. Until then, as always, folks, enjoy the matches, and please, please stay safe. Love y'all. Facebook, thank you so much.